Welcome to Subject Matter, where we help leaders navigate the tricky waters of building a company. We are shining a light on the subtleties that unlock empathetic communication, letting you build powerful relationships. I'm your host, Ben Bradbury, the founder of Astutely. Let's get started. One way to measure a brand's success, how they empathize with their customers. Brands who misuse empathetic messaging fall foul of customers and it can take years to pick up the pieces of a shattered reputation. But brands who tap into the cultural current and empathize with the time can create surging growth in their profits and customer loyalty. This difference in outcomes is clearly portrayed by the engagement that comes from their audiences. And this is why empathetic communication makes or breaks brands. If you're only connecting with a customer's head, then they simply will not feel the need to buy from you because you haven't connected with their heart. You haven't given them a reason to feel. And on today's episode, we break down two contrasting case studies, a cautionary tale and a model to follow from two global brands whose purpose-driven marketing couldn't have turned out more differently. And we're going to show you how to not make the same mistakes as one shaving company who ran an experiment that contributed to an astounding $5.24 billion loss in 2019. The best a man can get is a Gillette slogan that debuted as a man attracting a beautiful wife, a successful sports career, and, this is true, a career as a space shuttle pilot. Such were the advertising dreams of the 80s, and thankfully, much has changed since. But the retention of this slogan deserves some recognition for just how long it has stayed relevant. And so too does its attempt to link it with a different, more contemporary vision of masculinity. That story would pick back up again in 2019 when Gillette shared an advert that attempted to be purpose-driven and revitalize its 30-year-old slogan. The idea behind it was to be an introspective reflection on toxic masculinity, which seemed to resonate with the cultural hashtag MeToo movement at the time. It was trying to address negative behaviour among men that included bullying, sexism, sexual misconduct and toxic masculinity. It captured children fighting at school with the excuse that boys will be boys, later with having someone break up that fight. Gender balance and rights in the workplace start to get questioned. But what they miss completely in this advert is that not all masculinity is necessarily toxic. Gillette closed their advert with, It's only by challenging ourselves to do more that we can get closer to our best. It's only by challenging ourselves to do more that we can get closer to our best. This is a pretty condescending message, and it preaches down to all men assuming that they're not doing their best currently. Well, the outcome was completely different to how Gillette envisaged it. The campaign soon became the company's worst marketing idea in many years. Not only was their marketing budget completely wasted, it actually became an investment into things that ultimately made their situation much, much worse. Their reputation and loyal following of customers they had felt alienated from a product that blamed them for being a man and pushed them to do more and perhaps they felt they couldn't. 
that was the cost of this attempt in trying to have a distinctive brand purpose for Gillette. And as we said earlier, this would lead to an over $5 billion loss in 2019. If that doesn't tell you something about the effect of this condescending marketing that misses the mark, then I don't know what will. But that's not the full story, because on subject matter, we'd like to give you different perspectives. And so now let's have a look at another company who was able to empathise with the times, with one controversial incident, and turn this into a cultural movement. A few years ago, Colin Kaepernick, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback, refused to take the knee by refusing to stand during the national anthem at the start of one of his games as a protest over racism and police brutality. He brought politics onto the field and sparked a national debate about just how appropriate this was. And there was one company that stood behind Kaepernick. Nike released an advert called the Dream Crazy Campaign. And the ad is narrated by Kaepernick, and he says in the advert, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing anything. This is Nike's mentality to a T. The idea that everybody is an athlete and everyone to get what they most need, whether that is to get in shape or to pursue their dreams, will need to sacrifice, just as Kaepernick did for the NFL. And we see this in the advert with other shots of sports stars like Serena Williams championing tennis and LeBron James shooting hoops. These athletes defied expectations, making insane dreams a reality, but they did it by sacrificing. They did it by standing up and investing in something that they believed in. And this advert reached record engagement. It became a billion dollar branding asset of the Nike slogan. And if we think about it, essentially what they'd done is dress up this just do it slogan that they'd had for decades in the new cultural clothing of 2019. Nike empathized with the times. And by empathizing with what was going on in that moment, they were able to attract a new generation of customers at the same time. Now, Nike knew that this campaign was controversial, that it would anger some customers but what's interesting is that these soon-to-be enraged customers, Nike realised they weren't going to be the loyal customers anyway. The ones who liked Nike already or loved them would double down on their loyalty to Nike. And so this became an incredibly profitable campaign. The customers that they had saw Nike standing for something and it became a great way of solidifying their brand. Despite the advert's controversial hypothesis, Nike still pursued it due to one key subtlety. They knew that the advert could be framed in a way that was aligned with their purpose. Now, we need to dig into what framing actually is. And this is something that in psychology they call the framing effect. And it's a cognitive bias where people decide on options depending on how the options are presented. They might have positive connotations, negative connotations as a loss or a gain. So a classic example of this is the glass half full person or the glass half empty person. You view the same glass of water, but depending on how you decide to frame the situation, you can decide to see it pessimistically as empty or optimistically as full. And the difference between how Nike and Gillette framed their advert is as glaring as that between night and day. 
Nike, on the one hand, used the authenticity of Kaepernick, the poignancy in his voice, and the positivity of his message to inspire customers and frame it in a way that was first and foremost from a position of what they stood for. The products that Nike sold were totally secondary to this campaign. And because they prioritized connecting with their customers' heads and hearts, their campaign ended up propelling even more sales as a result. On the other hand, Gillette's advert feels like a tedious, politically correct public health video. It's the kind that children are forced to watch in school about road safety, put together with no creativity and no appreciation for how ideas actually spread. Rather than a work of inspiration, Gillette's advert delivers a short film that feels vindictive and accusatory, blaming the sexual harassment that brought on the Me Too movement completely on men. And this is the thing with Gillette's advert when it comes to the framing. It doesn't show the better path. Rather, the frame forcefully tells you that we are on the wrong path and must change course immediately because men are to blame. It's a very poor way to sell razors and anything else for that matter. So let's think about how this framing can impact you as the consumer. Gillette leading with this forceful strategy, they're trying to create this frame of a fear of missing out. The fact that we need to be better and thinking, oh, I need to go and improve myself if I'm a man. But actually what it does is it creates a frame for a surging pang of guilt It's no wonder that this marketing campaign was a flop when the very people that they're trying to appeal to are being put off at a fundamental level. So as the take-home message for today, be aware of the framing you use with your messages. You don't ever want your audience to feel unintentional negative repercussions just for being a part of your brand. The way to circumvent this is to know how your audience views the world and see how it resonates through their eyes. And the best way to do that is with empathy, putting yourself in the audience's shoes to anticipate how they think or might think your message will land. So compare your message with the times of where your audience actually is culturally and what their values are today. So if you're publishing a press release or a post or an email, ask yourself, what are all the potential outcomes or the ways that my audience could feel after reading this? And why might they feel this way? At the end of the day, how you present your message doesn't matter. It's how your message is received that matters. And if someone is offended or they feel guilty, well, that's on you ultimately as the communicator. At the end of the day, nobody is bigger than the market. And it's usually better to tap into a cultural trend as Nike did rather than trying to fight it. Before diving into the deep end with a large campaign like Gillette did, start with an experiment. Test your framing with small, low-risk touch points to see how your audience responds so you can learn what kind of framing resonates most. Rather than launching a podcast season, create a teaser trailer. Rather than writing a long-form article, create a short LinkedIn post. Test the framing with your audience and see what resonates. Empathetic messaging is a powerful tool, for better or for worse. And in the wrong hands, it can wreak havoc on your brand's reputation and waste billions of dollars in the case of Gillette. But also in the case of Nike, we learn that when framed from a place of purpose, it can also create surging growth and customer loyalty. 
The last thing I'll leave you with today is to remember that whatever you choose to share and how you craft your brand and seeing what sticks across the long run, make sure that it comes from a place of authenticity. Your audience can smell fakeness from miles away. And if you'd like to listen to more about this, listen to episode 22 of this season on how Napoleon felt understood through his authenticity. Billion dollar companies learned today's lesson the hard way, but perhaps you don't need to follow in their footsteps by remembering that when it comes to delivering empathetic marketing, it's not just what you say that matters, but how you frame it. Hey, it's Ben here. Just before you head off, one quick thing. We love connecting with our listeners. And if you've learned something today, we'd love to hear what you took away by writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star ratings make a big difference in helping Subject Matters message grow. And we're curious to know what you took away from today's episode, as that will help us create even more useful content for you in the future. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Subject Matter.